Hello and welcome to the Eclectic Coach Podcast. I'm Candice and in this show I'm going to be covering some of my favorite topics related to spirituality, metaphysics, and shamanistic tools that you can actually use and apply to your own journey to make your life more interesting, to make it more fun, to have a more powerful impact on the world. We're also going to be covering broader topics related to technology, infrastructure, construction, and manufacturing, and talking about how we're going to bring together the masculine and feminine energies and balance them on the planet so we can create a whole new world of possibility for everyone. If you're interested in personal coaching, visit me at eclecticcoach.com or YouTube or Patreon. And if you're interested in being a guest, I would also love to hear from you. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. In this show, I'm going to be talking about a subject that I don't typically talk about very often, um, and that's dating. I, I do... I wouldn't say I do a lot of it, but I, I do some of it. And um, I was trying to get a friend of mine into it, you know, and get her excited about being out there and, and just meeting new people. And she's like, you've got to do dating coaching. And I don't know if I want to take it that far, um, but I have done a fair amount, especially of internet dating. I'm just in that generation where when I became an adult and started dating, the internet had just kind of become popular. And maybe I'm dating myself um, now with my age, but, um, and we'll cover age too in this episode. Um, But it can, it's one of those things where it can be a lot of fun and really interesting and you can meet really cool people and have great experiences. And at other times, depending on kind of what's going on in your life and how you're looking at it and like what you're going for, it can be really stressful, time-consuming, and just frustrating. Um, And so let's just kind of uh, get into it a little bit. I think one thing is we've got to remind ourselves to have compassion for ourselves and other people. Because it it is really vulnerable to like put yourself out there, put your pictures out there, say hello, show up and meet people. Especially I feel for these people who've been in marriages for like 15, 20 years and now they're newly single and they're on Tinder. (laughs) I feel so bad. And so because it's just got to be like, what is this? This is so, so different. So as it relates just to the whole topic of dating, um, having compassion for yourself and others um, and just how vulnerable and uncomfortable just the whole thing can be um, is important. And I think that if you show up with a really open mind, especially if you're on one like Tinder. And I think that it depends on like where you go. Like if you are more interested in finding something serious with somebody, consider Match or consider eHarmony or consider a matchmaker. Um, Consider where you're presenting yourself because it does have a lot to do with um, how 
you're going to connect or just the ratios of people who are there for particular reasons. Now, I think that you can find people anywhere um, and mysterious things happen. And when it comes to dating and like falling in love, I think that that's um, one of the beautiful aspects of all of it. It's about um, the whole mystery of it is how two people in a world of like 7 billion find each other and then like each other reasonably the same amount at the same time. That's, that's like the magic of love. (laughs) I think, I mean, I don't know. It's been a while since I've had any of those, um, feelings or experiences. And maybe that's kind of, to be honest, made me a little bit, um, jaded. She, like, I'll talk to my, my friend about it and she'll be like, really? Like, I didn't know this side of you. Cause I tell her it's like a sport. And I'm going to tell you listener, whoever you are out there, it's like a sport. And the more detached to the outcome of, of the whole dating thing, the easier it's going to be, especially Especially if you're on like Tinder or like one of OKCube okay, or one of these quick quick swiping ones, um, I I think it's it's good to have some like good clear rules for yourself. Like be very aware of what you're on there for. And I made the mistake of trying to meet like people I could maybe do business with or men that could mentor me because I kind of have like, I don't know, some idea or fascination with that concept or they could teach me things because I get bored really quickly. And so I'm like hoping for somebody really smart who could teach me some things and vice versa. But uh, yeah, it's it's rough. It's really rough. Like if you really want to, if you want to do work stuff, LinkedIn's your place to go. And like maybe even consider not bringing those two things together if they happen to come together in one situation that's great but I think I was just doing it like totally backwards and I need to change my profile actually because it doesn't it just doesn't it doesn't work they're there to hit it you know, or try to hit something. They're not there to like talk more about business. That's not what it's about. So if you have legit ideas and things that you want to do, join a think tank, join a mastermind, get on LinkedIn, participate in forums, um, create a group, connect with your local community college and college and university and people who are doing research and doing things in the field and innovating and link to them directly. Don't try to, like, I don't know what I was thinking. And most people don't do this. Like, I haven't seen anyone else. So maybe I'm just giving myself advice that I'll hear at some point. But it has not been an effective strategy for me. So get clear on what you are looking for, though, in terms of um, a relationship. Like, are you there just to have, like, friends are you there to and be aware that some people will say they'll be your friend and they want to be friends no they don't no (laughs) I had another friend tell me 
nobody really wants to be your friend on Tinder. So know where you are and yeah, nobody's trying to be your friend. So understand friends is like uh, uh, an umbrella term for kind of softening and reducing the awkwardness. But yeah, people aren't trying to be friends. And then, but one of the interesting things about it though is that you can meet friends from the people that you meet on Tinder. If you have a cool attitude and you're just like open to meet people and be nice and be respectful um, of people's time and don't be Judge Judy and all like, you're not this, you're not that. Like nobody is put on the planet just to fulfill your personal wish list of all the qualities that you think are important in a potential mate. So, but you know, someone might meet some of them or at least most of them. Um, so just like I said before, and this goes back to the compassion thing, just meet people and have an open attitude, you know, this person might not have nightstands, you know, or this person might have, oh, I met somebody a couple weeks ago who had 12 kids and was a polygamist. So, you know, and whatever, be who you are, do your thing. Um, it, that's not going to work for me. And we just didn't have an alignment of values and vision and things like that. But Maybe don't judge, you know, like that person's on their life path and it's, you know, the world would be such a boring place if everybody was exactly the same and had all the same thoughts and opinions. And maybe this is just the Sagittarius in me. Um, I've got a lot of Sagittarius in my chart, but it's just like, whatever. The only thing I'm intolerant to is people who I perceive as being intolerant, to be honest, and I got to work on that. And I know that whatever advice I give right now, the universe is going to be like, great, here's an opportunity for you to practice that. So um, I'm being really mindful of that right now. Have a sense of humor. Really, you're going to meet some really interesting people. Um, Or maybe you won't. If you like some people are very dialed into I want this. And if you don't hit this criteria, if you don't meet this little mark, I'm not having it with you. Like, it's no. So maybe it won't be so varied. um, And maybe you're not so willing to meet somebody who, who is clearly not exactly what you're looking for because you don't have time to waste and you're very focused. And that's fine. And that goes back to really getting clear on what you're there for and then just I think it's important to kind of get yourself in a mood and in a mindset and I'm going to make um, more recordings about that and about the importance of that in manifesting but when you're in a dumpy kind of mood and just you know we all get in those places sometimes throughout a given day, there's just certain like slumps that we get in. That's not the time to be going through your feed and like seeing, you know, who you want to hang out with or set something up with this weekend or that night. 
Like if you're in a bad mood, don't go on there because everybody just seems like, oh, why? No, <laughs> you're just swiping and you're just in this place where you're just in a, a negative headspace and nothing looks good or what does look good probably isn't going to be good for you. So get yourself in a happy positive, like uplifted, even a spiritual place, because we have to remember, and it's easy to forget, this is like another human being on the other end of this uh, equation, this other, other end of the side of the screen here is another human being with thoughts and feelings and dreams and hopes and aspirations and sadness and wonderfulness to so we got to remember that like it can become we can become very desensitized and everything can become very depersonalized but we miss the magic of life and we miss the magic of possible connection and actual friendship that we could have if we remind ourselves wait hold on this is a person you know because our spiritual lessons show up for us everywhere they show up for us in how we date. They show up for us in how we do business. They show up for us in how, you know, if you have kids, how you parent, how you co-parent with your ex, how you are in relationship with everyone. And so this spiritual learning is also going to show up in how you date. So try to be open. And I think I was talking to her today and she's like, you know, I've been doing this. I've been exercising and I've been going to the sauna every day and I've been really doing a lot to open up my heart chakra. So we can get like really closed down and even jaded. And I have to acknowledge that I go to this place. I can get really kind of jaded and I, I'm not a mean person. I do care about people, but I do have like a bit of a like, oh, well, you don't care. I don't care. You've got options. I've got options. Okay. Kind of player vibe. Like thing. And so I have to remind myself, like, I got to open up my heart. And it doesn't mean though, it doesn't mean, and this is also something, because I feel like I can go one to one extreme or the other, where it's like, I can be kind of aloof and unavailable and kind of playerish and skeptical. Um, and just like all about like, whatever, let's, you know, like, are you cool? Like, and I'm not saying that like I sleep with everybody or anything. And we'll talk about that in just a second as well. But, um, yeah, I, I can go to like a kind of a jaded place or I could just be like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to meet you. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, no, forget you. Like next, you know, kind of mood. And I got to bring it back to having an open heart, but also not go so far in the other direction of giving lots of time to somebody that I know that I'm not into because like we connected or, you know, you talk to people, you, you tell your stories, they tell you their stories and, and you connect with them. And sometimes you know that you're not that into that person, but you feel for them and you have an empathy and there is a connection. Sometimes you end up giving too much of your attention or time 
to a situation that is ultimately not going anywhere, or I can do that. And I, and then I have to reevaluate, okay, what, why am I here? Like, what am I looking for? And I, and this is something I'm working on and working through too, and still in process about, to be completely honest. And we're all like in process about some, some part on our journey. This is something that I have to step back and, and be like, what am I, why am I on here? What am I looking to connect with? Like, what is my, what are my values and what is my vision for the future? And then I have to remind myself of my five deal makers and my five deal breakers and not go too far in empathy and too much softness. Or another thing that I've done in the past is make excuses for bad behavior or become attracted to somebody who's not treating me well or um, over romanticizing some story that I've created in an off period where I wasn't dating because I'll go through really long monkish like nun periods where I get really into my creativity or my career or a rut and I don't date anybody and then the next month I date and I go out to coffee and meet people and hang out and stuff and then nothing and then that so I really, and maybe I'm just, this whole thing is just me talking to myself. I hope you get something out of it, but you got to go back and look at what am I here doing and where can I have healthy boundaries and respect for myself and my time and my energy while still showing the other person mutual respect for their time and energy. Um, Something that I do is I do a like a coffee date or coffee or tea or something um, or yogurt or something like that because while I personally am attracted to a guy who's ambitious and successful that's just really it does it for me you know everybody's into their thing like I like that um, not everybody that I meet is in that economic place and I just want to be mindful of, you know, there's an economic reality and I don't want them, it must be hard for guys. So I try to have like some compassion there for, you know, spending a bunch of money on, we're just meet, and plus we're just meeting each other. And I was talking to some people at a retreat that I was at last month and we were talking about all this and I'm like, okay, so meet them for like an hour. And they're like, no, no, not an hour. You don't, you can't be giving away hours of your time. And this goes back to me. I'm really trying to learn about time management and get better at managing my time. I've got a ways to go. Um, I can go into these work focuses or just not want to do anything. Kind of, I feel like I occupy both of these extremes in lots of different ways in my life. Um, I have some oppositions in my chart and this is something to consider if you do meet somebody and you like them and after you date for a period of time, and I'll do a whole show on this, uh, consider getting your exact birth time and their exact birth time and doing a synastry and composite chart. This can show you a lot about your energies, how they line up together, Um, some of the issues that are likely to surface within your relationship. But I don't think it's a good idea 
especially if you're in the spiritual community and they happen to give you and you're into astrology and they happen to give you their birth time to go in and do like a full in-depth analysis on the potential of your relationship. That's a mistake that I made. I don't recommend it um, because not all the energies that are laid out in a composite chart or in a sinistry chart or a sinistry chart are going to be enacted in the physical. Some are just kind of energies that exist in more of a subtle way, like a subtle energetic interplay that you have between the two of you that don't take like these concrete forms. And then there's the higher expression and the lower expression of various aspects and planets and placements and this and that. And it can get so complex and I recommend getting to know somebody for a while, dating them, feeling it out, and then doing a composite or a synastry chart to actually deal with the dynamics that are playing out in your relationship. Otherwise, you end up making mountains out of mohills and just doing way too much analysis. And it can, it can become burdensome and heavy on the relationship and it can kind of make you seem a little weird <laughs> when you do the whole thing and it's not good especially when you like somebody and you can read into whatever you want to see between your charts it's so not good when you're just starting out and you met somebody and you're just projecting all of what you want to see onto them a few times, though, it has shown me immediately because I, I did a compatibility chart immediately with this guy that I had met. And he had just like a very strong emotional attachment and reaction to me. I can't even remember the specifics of it because I was just like so not even about to have it. And it showed it as a, a major aspect in our composite chart. And I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. And I was out. I would also, I also think that a helpful tool in dating is understanding personality types. I will be doing another show on the topic of personality types and how to work with um, personality theory to better understand yourself and, um, and so on and so forth. But I think that understanding how your needs and your ways of processing the world are different from the way that other people see and process and experience the world. And I also think that this can help us have more compassion when we date. There, there's a particular type, for example, I'm an INFJ and my exact opposite is an ESTP. And so sometimes I gravitate towards that person but they tend to be, um, they tend to be a sensor, you know, so very, I'm very focused on abstract kind of concepts and theories and, and they're very much about the here and now, what's happening in the physical, what's happening with other people, um, very matter of fact, sometimes they can be kind of bullies. Uh, but they're very uh, well engaged with their physical environment and they just have like boundless energy and some things are nice about it. Like they definitely pursue you, um, but sometimes they, 
in my experience of the ones that I have dated, just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And sometimes they fib. They're not like really too concerned or careful about giving you accurate information. Sometimes this person in particular just like fibbed a lot. And that was not working for me. But I just naturally like could kind of gravitate towards that type. But I've realized that I, I just don't like... I mean, it's okay to go out with them and sometimes it's refreshing because they can handle things like related to the physical environment that I don't have to handle and I can kind of just sit back and um, do what's comfortable for my personality type in their presence. But something that's really important for me is somebody who I have really good communication with and there's really a meeting of the minds and a mutual understanding that's absolutely paramount for me. So figuring out my personality type and kind of getting a general sense of the other personality types. Um, and, I, and I like to look at it between the, the parts that I tend to focus on the most are between extroversion and introversion and sensing versus um, sensing versus what they call intuition. Um, but they use the language differently. So I look at those things, those things like weigh like a lot on my dating decisions. So if you have an S in your personality configuration, like in your profile, you say I'm an ESTP or I'm an ESTJ, probably not going to go for it because I know that ultimately I'm just, there's just not going to be the same level of communication and mutual understanding that I need and that I will always ultimately need. So if I'm looking for an adventure to go, I don't know, riding in a Jeep or go hiking or something or go fishing for the day, yeah, they might be fun and I might consider going out with somebody who's that personality type. And it's gotten to the point where I can kind of tell like, oh, this person's a sensor or, oh, this person is very extroverted. They get their energy from being around other people. And I'm in a need time as an introvert because that's what the distinction is, is an extrovert gets their energy from being around a bunch of people and an introvert gets their energy from being alone. Um, And we all need both, but it's essentially what you naturally gravitate towards. Um, So they can get kind of like, they can wear on me and it makes me kind of tired. So it's fun for hiking or making friends or getting to know people or matchmaking friends, but it is not the best for like me. And so understanding your personality type and then kind of getting a feel for what the other ones kind of feel like so that you can kind of spot, test it, is helpful. I think it's a really great framework. And it doesn't mean that you need to understand everyone, but you can understand a little bit about it. Um, And even understanding your type can really help the relationship once it gets going because you're going to have different needs and values and the other person isn't intentionally trying to make you crazy. They just see the world differently. And that's important to understand, you know, when you go on dates with people is maybe they're not trying to be terrible 
but they just are different and that's okay. Um, and sometimes people are straight up terrible and if they are disrespectful, and I want to say this to women out there, like you're on a, you're on a date and a guy's being disrespectful or you're just not enjoying the date. I think it's completely acceptable. And for some reason, it kind of feels like myself included on some things, women need like some sort of permission to take care of themselves because we're so taught to be nice and to be polite and to be pleasing. Um, that you can politely just say, Hey, you know, I'm not feeling the connection here, but it was really nice to meet you. And I just don't want to lead you on, but I just don't see anything developing here, but it was great to meet you. And that's why a quick coffee date is such a good idea. Um, and, and, and be open because you don't know where you're going to meet somebody who could be a great friend or who could be your next I don't know, brother-in-law or like sister-in-law or something like you meet people and you make connections. Um, I have some, some rules because I don't drink. So something else, if they feature alcohol in their like main picture, no, if they mention let's drink a lot, like it's a lot about drinking in there. And just when Maya Angelou said it best, when she said, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. I had an ex and in many ways he was wonderful and I don't want to throw him under the bus. But on our first date, he told me I'm selfish. He, he was just like, I'm, I'm selfish. If I go to a party and I just get to a point where I'm just like, I don't want to be here or I don't want to do this. I'll just leave. And that was the example he gave. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, if you're somewhere and you don't want to be there, um, yeah, you'd leave, you know, I have a way of being able to like rationalize things in my mind. And I kind of explained it away. And then in our relationship, yeah, like I could definitely see that. So something that I think is kind of important is to really listen to what the person says to you. This is like important listening time. So we forget that too. Like I can get on one and talk or sometimes I'll just play the listener role and wow, the things that people will tell you, it's amazing. Like if you listen without judging the person and you just hold space for them to be who they are and you ask questions, they will tell you a lot, like a lot. Um, which it kind of leads me to my next point, And I hope that I covered that one because I don't edit these. Um, just so you know, I hate editing. It makes me angry and hate life. And it would be better, I think, to have an imperfect podcast than for me to do lots of editing. I just think it makes me a less than wonderful person because I get so frustrated. Um, so what was my point? Um, so when they tell you who they are, believe them and be aware of the stories that you tell on your dates. Okay. So we all have like a handful of stories that kind of like they're defining stories. They, how you got where you're living, how you ended up on the dating site, um, your relationship with your job, your relationship with your kids, um, we have like a handful of stories. 
identity stories that we tell, I recommend really sitting down and thinking about how do you present yourself? What stories are you telling? Because very often we tell disempowering stories on our dates, almost like, okay, this is what's wrong with me. These are my issues, just so you know. Um, Take it or leave it kind of energy. And the person, yeah, they don't, this takes time. We've got to let other people earn the right to really know us. That came out and I just like really heard it for myself for the first time. Like I've got to allow people and you've got to allow people time to really get to know you and be aware of the handful of identity stories you bring on your dates. Because I used to tell like a very disempowering story about like, like I really have played the disordered pixie role in my life <laughs> about like I'm kind of playful and quirky and nerdy and also my I don't have like I tell stories about the areas of my life that I don't have together or in place and it's interesting a guy that I had met on tinder um who introduced me to somebody that I ended up dating for quite some time um I had met him and he had met somebody in England and we had just been talking over a period of time about lots of different things. And there was a point where he's like, you know, you could totally at least give the impression that you completely have all of your shit together. And I like had to pause and think, huh? Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Like present yourself as the person that you are growing into. And be that person growing into that. Like, it's, yeah, there is in life a bit of fake it till you make it. But keep doing it and keep working it until you get there. Like, I may never have everything together, but I'm a lovable person and I'm nice and I'm fun and I can show up. And so can you. You don't have to explain any of your, everybody's got stuff too, just so you know. Like everybody's got like issues and problems and addictions and divorces and issues with their money. Like the, the, the thing is, is that underneath all of this, like underneath all of this, this show, this charade, this dance, the people you're meant to meet are going to come to you. And the people you're going to meant to connect with, you're going to meet. So, yeah, all this growing is still going to be a part of a part of the dating is a part of this is a part of your spiritual growth is how you date. Um, and for me, it was like, stop telling disempowering stories and I'd actually heard that from a friend um, too at one point he was like you know I've known you for a long time and you you've got these stories and you tell them in different ways and you keep presenting yourself this way he's like and he told me a personal story that I knew about him when he was young and 
he didn't pass a certain grade in school. He's like, do you think I tell people that story? Or do you think I tell people about my financial trouble when I was living with my parents? Like, do you, no, I never tell these stories because I don't want to activate them. And so consider that when you're going on these dates, like who are you becoming? And how can you show up on these dates to these experiences as that person? And so that you can really be living it and walking it and, and, and thinking consciously about who you can have in your life that's going to support that journey and you support theirs. Who, who do you have like an alignment of visions and value with? Um, and I also want to go back to the five deal makers and the five deal breakers. I think this is a really good exercise that you can use when you want to get clear on what's important to you. Um, and I think it was Rhonda Byrne where I got this from. Um, but the five deal makers are the must have qualities that you need in a person. So you've clarified what you're looking for. Are you there for a fling? Are you there for your forever? Like, what are you doing? And is this the right dating site slash forum for you to be carrying out those intentions where you're most likely to catch a certain kind of fish? Like I wouldn't go fishing for marlin in my local pond, you know, I maybe catch a bass or a minnow or something, but like, I'm not going to catch a marlin there. So if I want a marlin, I got to go deep sea fishing. So it's like that. And so consider where you're at. And then, so look at what are the five deal makers? Now, these are five qualities in somebody that they have to have or it's a no-go, no matter how sweet, no matter how good, even the physical aspect of it is, if you end up taking it there, no matter what it is, like what are the five has to be. So if you, and I know men who kind of feel bad, but they're like, ah, I, and now this is not body shaming for anybody who's out there, who's luscious and loves their body and like I think we should all love ourselves and love our bodies but there are men and they sometimes kind of feel guilty they're like I just I'm not into somebody with a high body mass um or somebody who struggles with those issues that's just not something I can work with other men you know they struggle with that too and they're a little bit more open-minded um with regard to that one thing, you know, but if you have a thing like that, it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's money. Maybe you're like, I'm sorry, but I like a certain kind of lifestyle. I have a certain kind of standard and I don't want to date a guy who's not in a certain income bracket. You have to just know what they are. And we all have things and and sometimes they're kind of controversial, like just saying, hey, I only date men who are kind of make this kind of much money or who have, who are in this sort of profession. Or maybe it's, I only want to date somebody who's, um, got a master's degree, whatever it is, have it. That's fine. You, but only have five. I think it's really good to have like that long list that they talk about, like the whole, like, 
long list of all the things that you want in your ideal partner and to have those have that because you know we're here on the planet to create and to dream and I think that you should be able to have your vision and what you truly want in somebody but I think that sometimes when the list is super long sometimes we don't really prioritize what is absolutely there isn't that clarity that isn't that focus Um, so having the five deal makers, they have to have this. And so if you want somebody who's physically fit, um, or educated or, um, something, a part of me wants to say, well, then you need to be that way. You need to inhabit that space, like go to the gym more often. If some, you want to be with somebody with a rockin' body, you know, you got to kind of do that. And that does make sense. I think that that's true. And I also think it's true that you you very well could attract somebody without quite fully being all the way there yourself. But I think you kind of need to be in that atmosphere, in that mindset, in that um, acting out that value system, like by doing things that show that's, this is important to me. Um, before otherwise it seems like you attract somebody with those things and it works for a minute but then they it mismatches and they leave or you break up somehow or something so having the deal makers and then how can you participate in that energy yourself wherever you are now and whatever stage of life and whatever situations you have going on Um, And then the deal breakers. So no matter how wonderful you are, even if you have uh, all the deal makers, if you have any of these deal breakers, five of them, out. It's got to go. And you've got to be firm about this because um, if you're not, you end up vacillating and it hurts people. Like I think that women, myself included, talking to myself here, when I set boundaries and I don't stick to those boundaries and I vacillate and I go back and forth, that ends up hurting people because they don't know where they stand. So it's really important to get very clear on what you are not going to deal with. It's not even you're going to have a fight and feel outraged if this person does this or that. It's just, no, that's not going to work for me. Much love to you and whatever you do, universal love, not personal love, universal love to you. Do your thing, but that's not going to work for me. I'm out. I mean, obviously, if it's something egregious, then moral outrage is called for. But on the five deal breakers, you know, you don't need to be all judgy about it. It, Not everybody's going to have, you know, everything that you want and that's okay you can still meet people still have an interesting conversation and that's something else you can learn something from anybody that you talk to so I think it's just easier when you're out there and you're doing this if you are open and non-judgmental and non-critical because people can feel that and people can pick up on that and also um be aware of your insecurities. 
I think this is important because our insecurities sometimes drive our behavior and they cause us to do things that aren't exactly productive. So if you find yourself doing whatever it is, and I don't know what it is for you, but something that's not working and something um, that's causing like a cognitive dissonance or kind of feeling inside that's uh, or discord and disharmony with other people, consider what insecurity this is triggering and then work through it yourself. I think this is really important, especially to remember that other people are only mirroring back to us what we think and how we feel about ourselves. So when we go out with somebody and they do something that we find offensive or rude, um, and now we're off the deal breakers, we're onto a whole nother topic. I don't know if I segued into it, but if, if, yeah. For example, I had a friend who was very comfortable with her body. She was like, hey, you know what? I like myself. I'm comfortable with my body. I may be a bigger girl, but I like me. And you know what? Because she believed this about herself, because she felt good about who she is, she attracts men who are into that, who like that, who feel like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. And so what we need to remember is that whatever it is that we're insecure about often ends up coming out like when we date. Like we end up attracting people who are going to say something about it or trigger it in some way or another, like with their behavior or something. It's going to come up as as my point. Like, I don't know how. Maybe they're going to like look at another woman in another way and you're going to make some comparison judgment or whatever it is. It's important to just know that they're only reflecting back to you what you think and feel about yourself. So if things are coming up that you don't like or you feel like sometimes we go through periods where we're just striking out with people like there just isn't a connection maybe we feel rejected everybody feels that way sometimes and if that's happening then we need to pause and say okay obviously there's a part here that I need to um, forgive and make peace with and integrate into my life and just accept kind of about myself like for example some people are struggle with, um, I'll just use my example for disorganization. Like I'm a little organizationally challenged personally. I have to actively like be okay with that and to work with it and to understand this is something that's just like a part of my life. It is what it is. It's a part of uh, me. You know, and everybody's got like things and quirks and, you know, stuff in their life. And if you can make peace with it, then you'll tend to attract more people who are cool with you. And if they're not cool with you, then you won't care because you're cool with you. And so it really does begin with how we're not only thinking and feeling about ourselves like in general, but in that moment too. So get yourself into the mood, get yourself into the right headspace when you go out, where you're centered around what's good about you, what you bring to the table, 
one thing I had a friend of mine do, and this is just one last little exercise, is before you go on the date, remember, because we forget this, remember the evaluation is going both ways. So sometimes we feel like, oh gosh, I'm nervous, you know, to go, like, I'm going to meet this person. But remember, you're like, you're evaluating them too. Sometimes we can forget that. And I had him make a list of all of his positive qualities. What does he bring to the table? And especially if you've been in a long-term relationship and you're just barely getting out there, this is especially important to do, is to write down okay, what is good about me? Because if you've been in a long-term relationship and it broke up or didn't work out very often, maybe not all the time, most of the time, it's because you weren't getting along and when you're fighting, you tend to tell each other terrible things about what's awful. And I find myself included after uh, the ending of a relationship Sometimes you, you, you feel like less secure about yourself. So being aware of where some of those insecurities that have come up in your previous relationship need to be healed or addressed or consciously integrated and loved and accepted into your life um, is so important. So write down what do you bring to the table and really think about it and really own your positive qualities because while we got to do damage control on our negative things, we've really got to accentuate and focus on our positive qualities. And when we do that, we start to see different results in the types of people that we're attracting and what we are attracting from them. Because very often, like people will make a comment and we'll just project our insecurity onto them. And they were just making like a comment having nothing to do with us and we can get ourselves offended. So it's really always going back to the self and self-responsibility and remembering that we're creating our whole experience. We're creating our classroom here. I heard it said um, on Shamangelic. I really like that podcast lately. Um, Really good stuff for spiritual entrepreneurship and all kinds of things. Check that out. But yeah, we, we project our insecurity onto others and then sometimes we act ridiculous and, and then we start these cycles, these larger relationship cycles. So this is an opportunity to step out of these cycles, to break them and to consciously create new ones. Who, the, who is the new you that you're becoming? And that all starts with like owning and loving these amazing qualities that we each bring. And then that way we're not looking for validation either from somebody else. Like I went on a date with a guy once and he was asking me, he was like, so, so why'd you pick me? Like, what, what did you like? Like really needing some validation and a, and a compliment. And that's fine. You know, sometimes we need that and it's okay to say, I'd like a compliment or what did you like? Yeah, I would like that. I would like to hear that. That's fine. But it was kind of like I had to think about it on the fly. And we didn't know each other. And it was like the first encounter. And I had a hard time being honest. Like, I don't know. I was talking to like 10 people at the same time. 
and this just seemed, I don't know, the most convenient and like happened. Like <laughs> I couldn't say that. And so, um, and that's just me, but maybe not needing validation from somebody, especially somebody that you don't know and just met is a really powerful and confident place to be in. And I'll leave you with this one final thought and I'll probably touch more on these various topics in this next one. If for whatever reason you get a bad vibe, like creeped out, like you're unsafe, something's not right. There's a like, I don't know, it's feeling bad. Okay, trust your intuition. This is men and women, but I I am especially talking to the women out there. If it's not feeling good, it's feeling weird, get out of the situation. Maybe that's just because I was raised by, you know, some cops. But if people give you that feeling and you know what I'm talking about, honor yourself. And don't give them a reason to prove it. And there's a distinct feeling of, there's a difference between the distinct feeling of, okay, uh uh-uh, something's way off, this is not feeling good. And you just being insecure that your genes make your ankles look weird, okay? Like what, (laughs) there's a difference between just our normal insecurities that cause us to like isolate or not put ourselves out there. That's one thing. And then there's like a distinct feeling of I'm unsafe. This isn't a good situation. I need to get out of here. If at any point during the date you feel like that, get out and go. So I'll just leave you with that final point. And hopefully you won't even have to do that at all. Hopefully you will have lovely encounters with people And if you do the vibrational work beforehand, I'm sure that you will. If you do some vibrational mood making before you go to meet somebody, you will have a much better time. And I hope that this was helpful and useful and you've taken some things away that you can use. Until next time, I'll talk to you later, I guess. Bye. Hello and welcome to the Eclectic Coach Podcast. I'm Candice and in this show I'm going to be covering some of my favorite topics related to spirituality, metaphysics, and shamanistic tools that you can actually use and apply to your own journey to make your life more interesting, to make it more fun, to have a more powerful impact on the world. We're also going to be covering broader topics related to technology, infrastructure, construction, and manufacturing, and talking about how we're going to bring together the masculine and feminine energies and balance them on the planet so we can create a whole new world of possibility for everyone. If you're interested in personal coaching, visit me at eclecticcoach.com or YouTube or Patreon. And if you're interested in being a guest, I would also love to hear from you. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the episode.